Hello, and welcome to the Nonfiction Authors Podcast, where we interview experts who help you learn how to write, market, publish, promote, and profit from your book. The podcast is brought to you by the Nonfiction Authors Association.com, which is the home of the Nonfiction Writers Conference.com. We have several membership levels, all of which offer discounts on our live courses and so many other benefits. Find out more at nonfictionauthorsassociation.com slash join. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Nonfiction Authors Podcast. Hey, have you thought about selling books, courses, consulting, or products directly to your readers from your own website? If so, this session is for you. I'm your host, Carla King, and our conversation today is with Nate Hoffelder, who has been helping people fix broken tech since 2010. He also specializes in turning WordPress sites into sites that convert visitors into super fans, but he can also build sites from scratch too and incorporate your email, newsletter, social media, and e-commerce in it. In 2010, Nate launched a news blog called The Digital Reader, which he has since sold. And today he's a partner member at the Nonfiction Authors Association. He sits on the board of the Florida Writers Foundation and educates writers and editors too about websites and marketing tools for organizations and events like the Editorial Freelancers Association and the American Copy Editors Conference. When Nate's not volunteering, he writes bad jokes on Twitter and creates memes and graphics. And in his spare time, he maintains three little free libraries. Hi, Nate. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Carla. Thank you for having me. Well, you do a lot of fun and important things, and you've been in touch with authors and tech for a long time. And when we talked before, you pointed out that most authors sell on Amazon and the other retailers. And that gives them control over your publishing future as an author, right? So could you start by explaining direct selling, maybe e-commerce, and what it means for authors to do that? For one thing, it's they earn a greater share of the each sale, which is also great. But really what it means is it's freedom. And it's a way of building your own platform that you don't have to worry about Amazon or Apple or whoever deciding they don't want to sell your books anymore. Amazon in particular, there's an ongoing problem which it keeps happening and, and keeps happening and keeps happening. Well, I think it's a bot, but I don't understand other any other explanation. Amazon keeps closing author accounts saying that they had violated rules or that they're you know, pirating content. And I actually, I know, I have heard this happen to several authors I know, and I can tell you that I really don't think they were doing it. Mm-hmm. And they found it almost impossible to get their accounts reopened. Or one told me that her account was closed. She did eventually reach a person. They opened it up again. And then the bot closed it again. Oh, my. And so, yeah, direct sales is a way of making sure that uh, you can decide whether you can sell stuff rather than relying on Amazon's bots. Right. And I know, you know, as authors, we all have a uh, Amazon Author Central page and there is that customer service button at the bottom. But basically what I tell writers is to, to put your uh, website information in the front and the back of your book so that people already know no matter if they look at the book preview on Amazon, they can get to you. And then you should have something to offer, right? Yeah. Actually, one thing I also tell authors is to make sure that their profile on Goodreads is um, well laid out, is populated. Because one thing I found is if I'm looking for an author, sometimes their author website will show up first, but sometimes Goodread will show up first. And so I've often found author websites through Goodreads, oh. the, the Amazon's book-focused central social network. But yeah, when you want to start sending readers to your website, you do need to have something for them to find, both, say, 
blurbs for your next book and your book cover and ideally um, you know something for them to buy would be good right and an email newsletter of maybe a freebie and all of that um so you know when we're looking for you know e-commerce platforms that's the direct way to sell you know your book or products or workbooks or screen or photographs or calendars or whatever from their own website to capture those email addresses there are a lot of e-commerce platforms to choose from how can you sort through them and figure out which one is right for you can you just go through some of the products and maybe their advantages or their strong points a lot of the time it's it's really more of a well where's their website and does the website host have an e-commerce platform like Weebly does? And so does Squarespace. And so does WordPress.com. Payhip, which is primarily a retail platform, they'll handle all the steps for you. They also, they're also branching out into websites now. And, if, mm-hmm. and I just had, recently had a client ask me if, we could, if I could set up a Shopify site, which is an entirely a retail platform. But if... You, you want to do a, a lot of direct sales, it might make sense to um, start to build the store there and then go ahead and build the site there as well. Mm-hmm. So that's one option if you don't have a site. But like I have this legacy WordPress site with so much information on it and blog posts and all of that. I don't think I can, I don't even have the energy to start moving it over to an e-commerce site. Plus I love WordPress because it has all kinds of plugins and, you know, um, themes and all of that. So if I have a WordPress site, how can I integrate an e-commerce system into that? Well, I think really the first question is uh, what do you want to sell and how many different items do you want to sell? For WordPress, I usually recommend one of two solutions, either Payhip or WooCommerce. Uh, WooCommerce is can be a very complex full-featured retail platform. It's not really for an author who sells like one or two books a month. It's for someone who uh, regularly posts together bundles or regularly has sales. So it's really more of a for retailers, really. And Payhip is a lighter platform for if you want to integrate, say, two or three books, uh, page products, sales pages into your website. So a lot of authors, they just want to have a, maybe they have a book launch coming up and they want to sell autographed copies and maybe send, um, you know, uh, uh, like a, a, like coffee cups or pens or something along with it. How do you set that up? Would that be uh, through a Payhip type e-commerce widget or a sales page? I actually like WooCommerce for Mm -hmm. if you're going to sell physical products because you can actually WooCommerce you can sell both digital and physical and it will deliver the ebook files for you or the audiobook files. But then you can also um, sell physical products and collect the shipping as well. PayUp is very good for digital because um, they'll you'll have to give them your cover and the blurb and tell them price, but they'll display the They'll display a book for you on their site. They'll collect the transaction, and then they'll deliver the ebook to the to the, you know, the customer, your reader, while you sleep, <laughs> which is always yes. nice. It's no hands on at all. Either way, we're going to have to package it up and do that. Is there any option for outsourcing that process? Because I don't want to spend all day boxing stuff up and sending it out through the post office or UPS. Well, most authors that I know of, um, they do ship uh, their. Post, say 
postcards or books or what have you. Um, there, I do know of a few uh, services that will act as drop shippers for um, authors. Uh, I, I forget the name, but I know where to look them up. I just tried out and successfully integrated the Lulu uh, API, um, which needs the WooCommerce WordPress plugin to send physical books to my customers. So basically, I had to have the Lulu API. So I got some uh, technical person to install that on my website. So I don't even know how that works. And it cost me very little. And then installed WooCommerce myself, created a sales page and a product page. And when people order my workbook, it goes right to Lulu. They print it and they send it to the customer. Mm-hmm. Is there are there more systems like that, or is Lulu the only one for printing? What do you have any other suggestions? Uh, well, I do have a note. I do know of one other. Um, it's from Ingram. It's called Aero. It's A E R dot I O, and mm-hmm. um, they're really more of an entire you know store solution. But it you can set up your own brand of store on their platform. And then if, if someone orders an item, it'll be shipped from Ingram's warehouses. You know, I use Aereo way back, um, basically because my my genre is motorcycle adventure travel. I set up a store on my website for motorcycle adventure travel books. And I used Aereo for the sales page. And it was like my Amazon affiliate link. It didn't give me that much money for it, but it served to drive people to my website to find the books that I liked. And then it gave me a little bit of an affiliate kickback. Mm. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I, that's one of the things I like about Aereo is that you could just sell not just your own books, but books related to what you like. So it sounds like um, WooCommerce is your favorite plugin WordPress plugin it's not very expensive how hard is that into to install for an author themselves and how much time and maybe money would you expect to spend for somebody professional to to incorporate that into your WordPress website if they're you know technically capable it wouldn't be too hard mm-hmm. um i did recently work with an author i did the basic setup and then i was waiting for them to send me the files and they just went in and set everything up themselves being added the content and added the book covers so it's i'd say it's pretty easy um the tactical setup of you know setting up the payment processing that's a little more complicated because well we went for i went for the simple option here with just having payments processed through paypal mm-hmm. and that involves you know getting several keys, you know, private mm-hmm. key, site key, public key, and then putting them into WooCommerce. And, and WooCommerce and the other tools really are pretty great at stepping you through the process. They're like, here's what you do next. Here's what you do next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do have you walk through step by step and they even have reminders that you need to ha- have pages like a refund policy and mm-hmm. that you need to make sure that your payment is connected and so on. So... That's true. You know what I'm remembering when I set it up myself. So I had to set up a product page for my workbook. I had to set up a store page for all my products. The only thing in my store is the workbook right now. But if I plan to sell any physical or virtual uh, digital items, they would also appear on that store page. And each one of those would have a product page. 
And then when you click through, there's a sales page, right? With all of the pricing information and choose two or three or just one. There's a shopping cart and then there's a checkout page and there's a thank you page. Mm-hmm. So yes. do, do they, does the WooCommerce system, do the systems come with all of those pre-populated a little bit so you can populate mm-hmm. them with your own images and yeah, those, those pages come pre-built and they usually build websites with a page builder called Divi. And one thing I like about WooCommerce now is that if I install WooCommerce on a site built using Divi, it automatically rebuilds all the WooCommerce pages using Divi. So I can go ahead and redesign it and in ways that blend in with the rest of the site rather than just having a checkout page, which has its own color scheme and its own layout. I can instead redo the, the checkout page or the cart page so they are completely integrated with the design of the site, which is mm-hmm. a nice thing. I love Divi. Divi is a very popular theme for WordPress. I've used it. The Nonfiction Authors Association uses Divi. And most people know how to use it. I use on my website, I use uh, Thrive Themes, which also does that same thing. It has uh, global colors and headers and footers and typefaces and all of that. So you don't have to design everything all over again. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, um, like... So say I have an old web, a lot of authors have really old websites, <laughs> you know, years old and they look old um, and they have a lot of blog posts and maybe they've set up reviews and, um, you know, they have a lot of pages, but it's just old. How would you advise them to go about either refreshing or starting over? When, when is that cutoff point when they want to um, incorporate direct sales and do a nice branding update on their site? Mm. I'd probably recommend doing the branding first and then adding the direct sales second as you know, two separate parts. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I would like to do is with, a, with, with an old website is to remove all the excess plugins. And one reason we do that first is that I don't know whether it's going to whether it'll cause conflicts with, say, WooCommerce or with the other e-commerce solution. Mm-hmm. So it's best just to simplify the site by removing things they don't need, and then rebuild a new site, and then add the e-commerce at the last step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're a fixer. <laughs> you're a fixer. You're going to take that old website and and make it fresh, and. Um, and then incorporate the e-commerce. So there's a couple kinds. Uh, can we talk about the widgets that you can get from uh, from services like like PayHip, um, like I think uh, PayPal, maybe Stripe. Uh, sometimes you can configure it so that when somebody clicks on the product the sales widget just comes up to say, how many do you want? Here's what it costs and here's put it in the, put your credit card in. How does that work? How do you make that happen? Well, the, this is actually one of the reasons I like PayHip, but it takes a little bit of work. Um, there's, you know, two bits of code that you have to add to a website in order to make the buttons pop up the right way. And, you know, that is a little technically complicated because PayPal has two different ways of doing it. 
just a buy now feature or an add to cart feature. And the add to cart is really cool because then the cart just uh, appears on the, someone's website and complete the sale before without anyone leaving their website, which is always nice. It'll have a little pop-up window for a cart. And then okay. if you click checkout, then it does. Got and it. PayPal actually has something similar, but it's a little harder to integrate their cart because um, one thing I would like to do, but PayPal, PayPal makes hard is having a little cart icon in the in the menu bar, and that's that's harder to do because they they hide that code. <laughs> I don't know why. So I could actually have a, a cart on my website menu bar, a little shopping cart icon. For PayPal, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, WooCommerce, well, I think will also with some themes anyway. WooCommerce will add it automatically. I see. I've used PayPal. I've used it for a buy now button. I'm just remembering right now some of the things I bought using PayPal. And mm. what happens some with some websites, depending on how it's set up, what will happen instead is a, a PayPal window will pop up over the site. And then you'll complete, right. the in, tr- complete the transaction in the window, and it'll send you back to the site. Okay. That, that's the way it's, if it's set up properly with you know merchant service with the merchant services PayPal features. When uh, when should an author completely start over and use uh, Shopify or a uh, um, PayHip type builder? Um, if you're just, if you're an author and all you're going to do is sell books, because you know we're talking about nonfiction authors here, so a lot of nonfiction authors who are listening are maybe memoirists um, and some of them are business people who already have products and courses and consulting. When would you say use an e-commerce website builder? And when would you say use WordPress and just a WooCommerce and PayHip plugin? For nonfiction, they do have the advantage because their customers, their clients, or their readers w- will be more willing to, you know, buy direct and be willing to buy things like PDFs. For nonfiction authors, they can sell things which are easier to, um, easier for a reader or a client to use, like an audiobook file, which you can just double click on and op- listen to, or mm-hmm. a PDF rather than an EPUB file, because the PDF mm-hmm. works almost works everywhere. I don't know if I would recommend um, an so. And a nonfiction author having a Shopify site, but a publisher, one with you know dozens of titles, and one who offers you know regular sales, say quarterly sales or or annual sales or their new release, or, or like they offer a bundle of you know the, the author's author's backlists. A publisher should certainly consider going with Shopify or an e-commerce platform like that. I see, and yes, um, so yeah. I think also I'm, it's giving me the idea that somebody who's selling coaching and coaching and consulting and online courses could also benefit from an e-commerce web built, you know, specifically for e-commerce website versus a WordPress website with mm-hmm. a plugin. Well, for courses, I actually, well, I'm torn on this. I tend towards I tend to think that courses should be taught sold through a platform like Pluralsight or Teachable rather mm-hmm. than uh, rather than an e-commerce site because they're set up to host the course mm-hmm. and to, to present the information sequentially 
mm-hmm. know, one video and one PDF at a time or so on to as so, you know, so it's a real course site rather than just a bundle of files for somebody to use. It turns out I uh, interviewed Imelda Darwami from PayHip a couple months ago, and they're integrating courseware into PayHip. So that's pretty nice. You can sell directly coaching and courses and virtual products and physical products with that order form uh, that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, now I get your uh, weekly email morning coffee about, uh, you know, what's going on in the publishing world and author's world. And we're just seeing these tools and services grow with the technology, but also to meet our needs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hard to keep up. Yeah. Take, for example, taxes. Um, five years ago or seven years ago, you were on largely on your own if you wanted to if you wanted to comply with tax law and collect and collect the right taxes. But now uh, most e-commerce platforms will do that for you. Uh, they won't send the taxes to the uh, various authorities, but they'll co- they'll collect the right tax. Squarespace does that now, and so does PayHip and WooCommerce. Mm-hmm. I think Square also does it, but I could be wrong. But, I would bet they do. I would bet that most of them do because that's hor- horrible to sort out because if an author sells something in England or Portland, Oregon, which has no, Portland has no sales tax at all, retail sales tax, and California's got some like, you know, in the high teens. So how do you figure that out? Yes. This is one of the things I do check for clients when I set up a source. Uh, I check to see what their local tax laws are because th- it's it sometimes... Whether or not an ebook is taxed varies from one state to the next. And whether or not a service like a course, I'm not even sure if a course is a service, depending on which state you're in. Sometimes those are taxed, sometimes they're not. For example, I know here in Virginia, my services are not taxed, but I believe there are other states where they are. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Um, any last advice for our nonfiction authors on building? e-commerce into their websites or choosing? Mm, I think you have to be prepared. They have to be prepared to, you know, invest time in not just, you know, building it and make sure it's running. Although that's one of the nice things about say, you know, Squarespace or the hosting companies, they, they handle most of the tech for you, but they also need to invest time in, you know, promoting it and actually getting people to come to the store, to their website and buy stuff. People, if people you know get interested in an author and they and they Google the name, they'll generally find the author's Amazon pages, uh, getting them to come to the author's website and buy things, and getting them to trust the author. That takes more um, time and effort, and so the store will only be as successful as the um, time and marketing energy that the author puts into it. That's a good point. Yes. So having a goal and having steps to meeting that goal and building a platform and doing all the right things to bring those authors from Amazon to your website, super important. Mm-hmm. Well, Nate, wish we had more time. Thank you for sharing your experience and your expertise. And I also just want to end with where can we find you on the web? Well, my, web, my website is 
Clendenin.com. I also have a remodeling blog called It's the Clendenin House. Oh, okay. That sounds Irish. Um, I think it's actually originally Scottish, but okay. it's it's the it's a town's name in West Virginia, and it's originally was I think Glendening was the original name in Scotland. But yes. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes so we can spell it right. (laughs) You can also find me on Twitter at InkBitsPixels. And of course, I hang out on various online forums like on Facebook. Great. Good. And go to NateHoffElder.com and sign up for the Morning Coffee newsletter. It comes once a week. And I always find interesting things there. So thanks thanks for providing that and all of your expertise, Nate. It's great to have you. Thank you for having me. Yes, and I appreciate it. Thanks. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on this weekly nonfiction authors podcast brought to you by the Nonfiction Authors Association and the Nonfiction Writers Conference. We hope you'll subscribe to the podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, remember, you're a nonfiction author. Keep writing and publishing your work. The world needs your experience and expertise. Till next week. Hey, just a couple more things. I want to give a shout out to our awesome sponsors and partners, which you can find in our resources section, along with a huge list of experts who can help you with every aspect of your publishing journey. Thanks again for your time. And please join us each week by subscribing to our YouTube channel or on your favorite podcast audio app.